Today on Snail Trail 4x4, Valerie has bigger chesticles than Tyler. Snail Trail 4x4 is brought to you by Best Line Racing. Our new Diamond Nanotechnology acts as tiny ball bearings that keep the boundary layer strong, smooths out the metal surfaces, and is virtually impervious to heat and pressure. This keeps you in your rig rather than under it. High performance is more than our products. It's our lifestyle. Best line racing. Welcome one. Welcome all to the Snail Trail 4x4 podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping in Toyotas, and maybe even poking a little bit of fun at Toyotas, and of course, hearing about how slow Toyotas go compared to funny cars and other racing cars, then this is the podcast for you. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is going to be a short intro today. Uh, this is, of course, episode 76. Um, and we're going to have a shorter intro today because we have a phenomenal interview we got to do uh, with this really cool woman uh, named Valerie Thompson. So if you guys have not heard of her yet, we'll get into everything that she's been able to accomplish here uh, very shortly. But um, before we do, I just wanted to give a reminder to everybody that the giveaway this month is for the month of March. We're doing the Gear Wrench um, tool set. So a ratcheting set, a half inch drive, three eighths inch drive, and quarter inch drive ratchet set from Gear Wrench. Um, should be a really nice one. It retails at about 150 uh, uh, on GearWrench from GearWrench or from their retailers. So, 150 bucks value for t- this month's giveaway. Make sure that you are in the giveaway tier over on patreon.com slash snailtrail4x4 if you want to get involved with that and have a chance at winning. A really freaking cool 90-tooth uh, uh, ratchet set from Gear Wrench. So um, make sure you're in there. The April giveaway is going to be coming up and announced here in about another week, week and a half. Um, and of course, COVID is wreaking havoc on everything. So uh, I'm sure everybody knows and is aware of what's going on with uh, the coronavirus. So... I'm not going to get into it. I'm pretty pissed and upset about it um, because I was supposed to be getting married here in uh, four days, five days from when you guys are hearing this episode. And um, the state of California has just pretty much, they haven't mandated it yet, but they are strongly, strongly, highly suggesting, suggesting that uh, wineries, breweries, bars, clubs, all shut down for <laughs> the time being. So um, I'm not sure quite yet where that puts uh, my planning for the weekend. But um, yeah, that's kind of... It's, it's an interesting thing. And I have a feeling that we are going to have to 100% replan an entire wedding in four days. 
So, uh, yeah, I'll be freaking out here. Um, Jimmy is doing good. He's out and about and um, working on a third-gen Forerunner, uh, doing a build there. So um, that's why he could not join us today for the intro. But he is makes some minor appearances when Valerie and I let him talk in this upcoming interview here. So... Um, the interview was really cool. Uh, thanks to you guys out there and all the patrons that support us and, and everybody for listening and sharing with all your friends. Um, we were able to buy some really cool equipment, uh, for doing phone interviews. Um, you know, I, we've, we've been not wanting to do too many phone interviews, but there's, there's been a lot of people that we've wanted to interview. Um, because we've all heard, terrible, horrible phone interviews and terrible quality where it doesn't matter what you're talking about. If you, if it's, if you struggle to listen to it on a podcast, um, you're just not going to listen to it. So uh, we really didn't want to be that podcast. We wanted to wait for and, and do these bigger interviews once we get some better equipment we can ensure that we have awesome audio quality for all you guys and it's fun to listen to so this is the first interview that we've done um with the new equipment that we were able to set send out we essentially sent out a little mini recording studio <laughs> so sorry to valerie for that but um it ended up working out very well and i uh, hope you guys enjoy it so without further ado Let's get right on over to the Valerie Thompson interview. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. So take a quick break and we'll be right on back. Welcome back, ladies, gents, and kiddos to today's awesome, freaking amazing interview. Uh, So we have here... On the phone with us, Valerie Thompson. Valerie, say hi to everybody out there. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, we just need to get everyone used to your voice because that's the fun thing about podcasts is, you know, uh, that way you and Jimmy don't sound like or people don't get you and Jimmy mixed up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that might happen. Right Jimmy enough. can't be a Valerie, <laughs> but I can be a Jimmy. <laughs> oh, we, could, we could do that. Um, so cool. So some, I'm going to go through some of your, the things and cool accomplishments you've done in your life here because it's, it's quite impressive. You've done quite a few of them, but, um, here's just a few. So you have the, uh, the world's fastest female motorcycle racer title. You're an eight-time land speed record holder with memberships in the Sturgis Motorcycle Hall of Fame. You've won, you have seven 200 mile per hour clubs, one 300 mile per hour club. In 2018, you've a lot of work. (laughs) I know, man. Um, It's fast work, though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in 2018, you piloted the the Bub Seven motorcycle streamliner to a record speed of 328 miles per hour. You're the only female featured in the world's top 10 fastest motorcycle racers. You're you've recently been included in the Dealer News Top 100 Leaders in Power Sports, which is freaking awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, your passion for, you know, making history, breaking speed barriers is also getting featured here in an upcoming film documentary called Rockets and Titans. So 
Whew, that's a mouthful. That's a lot to say. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I have so that. more, but you know, I'll just give you a little bit. Yeah. No, we're <laughs> definitely expertise. for sure. No, we're going to get into see a few more of those as we go along here. But, um, so yeah, you have done some really cool, amazing stuff. And, you know, we just had uh, a women's day recently here and we thought what better day because uh, a good mutual friend of ours uh, brought up the idea and we were like, this would be a freaking amazing interview to help celebrate Women's Day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Perry. Yeah, thanks, Perry. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're super busy, um, mainly because you have a really uh, huge kind of a... Uh, you're going for a big record here in a couple weeks, right? I have a huge task ahead of me in the next few days. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, other than, you know, getting out of the United States and traveling to United, uh, to Australia. Cross which, your fingers. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I yeah. get to go on Tuesday at 8.26. I leave everyone. <laughs> wow. That's literally four days here that you have to finish getting ready and get up for that trip, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still getting packages in the mail as we speak. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so cool. So what's going on in Australia? Tell us a little bit about this here. Well, this year I'm planning on um, being on four wheels, uh, mm-hmm. traded in my two wheels for four wheels, and I'm going to set a land speed record of 418 miles per hour. 400, I have to go sorry, 400, 415. 15, yes. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <Dang. laughs> <Okay>. I know. <laughs> I don't want to go any faster. I just want to beat the record. I want to go at least 425. Just give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Not give it to me, but just let me go. You know, yeah. there's going to be a lot of, you know, some pre-testing to get acclimated back in the seat. Um, you know, I've only been in the Streamliner three times, um, the Target 550 Streamliner. Um, my top speed in that in the two mile is 291 miles per hour. So if I was able to compete with a you know, complete the rest of the miles, which I had another couple of miles, I probably would have went a lot more faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I had a very bumpy course and the car was actually porpoising and I blew up two Dodge Hemi engines. <laughs> oh, wow. Blew them up. Dang. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we saw there's a, a great little teaser to um, Rockets and Titans out on YouTube. We'll put all these links for stuff people can go watch you where they find you all the stuff in our show notes here. But um, there's a, a great fun video of was it that attempt where he blew up both engines and they're talking about the was the ring and pistons afterwards and showing them? <laughs> yeah. I needs to say I had a piston that was pretty much smothered in like your knuckle, your hand. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's crazy. It was all smashed up. It was gnarly. Yeah. 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 So you're going for the... Uh, now, that's the land speed record for a combustion engines, a piston engine. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Very cool. Now, um, I, I'm sure you know a little bit about Jesse Combs. Uh, was that the I record? Do. Was that the record she was going for as well? When her no, we're happened? we're in two complete different classes. Uh, her class doesn't, you know, her car never qualified into, will never qualify, or would have never qualified into, you know, just even safety wise. I mean, it, it, uh. we're not even in the same class. She races on dirt. I race on the Bonneville Salt Flats. So. Mm. 
Um, oh, there's no comparison for yeah. any of vehicles. I mean, it's like, that's not even in that's that car could never even race in our event. <laughs> interesting. Oh, got it. What's the, what's the difference between the, the two different, um, uh, like dirt versus the Bonneville soft flats? Well, the Bonneville soft flats, you're, you're organized by a sanctioned event. And before any vehicle can get on the racetrack that can go down the racetrack, you have to be completely certified rules, regulations, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you're scrutinized. So when I get to Australia, I'm going to be scrutinized with the FIA, which is a saying, you know, the uh-huh. FIA, FIM. I mean, we're going to be like, we've got people that know their stuff, and they're going to be looking at my race equipment, which I was in a pure panic mode last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you didn't talk to me then. <laughs> and then, you know, like, I'm... I'm well above FIA approved for my race gear. I'm like, I'm on eight layers. FIA is only required two layers. So I was a a bit panicked with my stand 21 race gear. And it's the best race, one of the best race gears that's out there, you know, from head to toe. (laughs) Yeah. Stilo helmet to, you know, my stand 21 gloves and, 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 you know, my suit, my fire suit, my shoes, my fire boots, my fire suit boots. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. I even have a fire suit bra. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. I, don't give me those underwear because I'm not wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show up here. They are. <laughs> there you go. It's a, it gives a new meaning to your, your safety undies, huh? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> <Safety> <laughs> <undies>. <laughs> oh, man. So, um. So cool. So the when is the date that your attempt is going to be happening on? Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna be there on the around the twentieth of March, and I'm I'm praying. And um, if that that goes well, then we'll get to the event on the twentieth. We start racing on the twenty third okay. after scrutineer from the officials, and then. Uh, that event will take place for the Dry Lakes Racers Association. Uh, and then we'll go into the FIA world record, um, certification. Um, and that will start on the 28th through the 30th. So wow. we'll have a few days to get, I'll have a few days extra to get up to speed prior, but I still want to set a record while I'm there because, you know, yeah. I, I, I gotta go fast. Right. <laughs> Definitely. I, I can't disappoint. I've, I've so, got, you know, these GoFundMe fr- uh, fans that have donated to, you know, our, 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 um, your efforts, our efforts. And mm-hmm. so I, like, I really can't. And every name that anybody has donated is all, <laughs> yeah. they're being printed by Speed Pro as we speak. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Um, so, okay. So you're going essentially from March 20th through the end of the month there. Um, through all sorts of checks, safety checks. Um, you're going through, uh, jumping through hoops, I guess to say, in order to get the chance to go for the record. And I am going to be living in the outback. Nice. Where there's no hair, like, like no hair electricity. Yes, I'm on straight hair day, but there is no, like, I have one light bulb in my room and it's not even, it's just a room with a bed and maybe a nightstand. I don't even know if I'll get that one. So I have to shop for a few little bits and pieces. I've shopped on Amazon already. I've I've ordered some things. I don't even have a shower or a toilet. Wow. Wow. Toilet. I have to 
You'll have to make turn sure into that, an overlander. Hey, there's no for snakes that bit. are sitting and hibernating in my doorstep. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and snakes can get in your room if you don't close your door. But it's purely in the outback. You have wow. to literally drive for about two and a half hours just to get there. Wow. So you're driving down a dirt road, and the dirt road is very fine sand, very fine, perfect for like you know being in a four wheel. Uh huh. Lots of those. Yeah. But let me tell you, we were there a couple of years ago, and we were in uh, a motorhome, and I had my husband was driving, and I was unpacking everything, and all my girly products, all my makeup, little facial stuff, and this, that, the other, my towel, everything, my clothes. As we're driving, and we're in a convoy with eight other motorhomes, can you imagine what the dust is doing <laughs> it's getting sucked yeah. into our motorhome just like it's getting sucked into every other motorhome that's on that lake that's mm-hmm. trying to get down there i mean it was horrible it was like an inch thick oh man and we're like what's going on because you know yeah we travel with the motorhome ourselves here in the united states but that don't happen to us yeah for <laughs> sure how you- the quality and you know, and just the extent of where I'm going is really, truly in the outback. I will have no internet. I will have no cell phone coverage. I will have no connection. Nobody will, if they do know how I did, and then it will be posted if somebody else gets to, you know, on civilization and regular land. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That uh, reminds me a lot of uh, King of the Hammers down in Johnson Valley in California here. Um, same similar kind of setup. It's on a dried lake bed and you go have RVs everywhere. And it's just this really thick cloud of dust everywhere yep. that gets in yeah. everything. <laughs> and, and you have yeah. to literally grocery shop for, you know, 10 days, 12 days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a big crew. So we have to make sure that, you know, that, that, that planning is already in place and we have the, um, advanced team that's down there right now, the owners, the crew chief, and, and, and those people are down there and they are getting the car, um, out of interrogation, out of yeah. the, you know, the, the <laughs> area where you need to remove it, you know, so yeah. out of quarantine. So mm-hmm. the car was in quarantine. Hopefully I don't get held up in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have a fever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, officer. I'm only trying to break a record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're yeah. a little hot today. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would be too if you had to go 400 miles per hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, a, a, like it's going to be a fun trip, though. I know we have some listeners that would absolutely kill to be hanging out in the Australian outback for two to three weeks with outside of civilization. So, I know that we're going to have some people that are pretty jealous of you um, throughout the, your whole process down there. So um, yeah. that's really cool. So how did you get into let's, let's we're going to take it back a little bit here. How did you get into oh. racing? Have you been racing your entire life? Is it just something you've been brought up to do or how did you get into it? Well, uh, n- the answer is no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um I started racing later in my life, so I don't, I don't, I wasn't born with any, you know, racing family, racing, anybody racing in my life. I was, I, I created a racer in my family life. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, 
it, that happened. Um, I was late in my thirties. I was laid off from my former job, which I was in the banking industry right after high school. And I had worked and worked and worked, loved my job. And if anything, I would go back to a banking world because I really enjoy the people and the, the, just the banking world. I loved uh-huh. it. And, but I love racing better. <laughs> so <laughs> I, <blame> <laughs> I, I was actually caught street racing with some buddies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of them told me I was out of control to take it to the track. And so my friend Charlie Mitchell and I and some others, we went to the track and we just kind of kept going. We were doing hot laps down the drag race strip. I'm on my fat boy. I, I'm on my fat boy. I've yeah. never done a burnout on my fat boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've never like dumped the clutch on my fat boy because it will kill <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. engine. I had to gracefully release the clutch. So um, after I got really good um, at going down the track multiple different times, the local Harley-Davidson dealership, Rick Hatch at Hacienda Harley, said, hey, I'm, if I get this V-Rod Destroyer, <laughs> Harley-Davidson bike, will yeah. you race it for our dealership? I'm like, oh, jeez. Like, that was the <laughs> it bike to race awesome. on the series called the All Harley Drag Race Association. So I, I had the privilege to race at a few years. Nice. That is, that's a pretty cool story. Um, so you've always, you started on motorcycles and you've kind of been on motorcycles for the most of what you've done pretty much. Yes. Like I I started riding motorcycles because a guy told me, invited me to come sit, uh, on the back of his bike Uh (laughs) and go for a ride. And when I got there, he said, Oh, your jeans will scratch my fender. I prefer you not to be on the back of my bike. And he said, I can take you down to the dealership and you can buy your own. <laughs> <laughs> well, that did happen. It happened the next day. I wow. went to the dealership and I bought my own bike. Uh-huh. I couldn't take it from the dealership because I said, you need your license right. on two wheels. I took my license. I flunked once. <laughs> and not on the writing part. Let me just make <laughs> on the on yeah. the written part. Right, so, um uh, that's okay, you know, because you learn the hard way. It's all right. You, you get knocked down and you get right back up there a couple more times. Extra. So um, that sounds, happened. That sounds like Jimmy's um, mantra while off-roading. True. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> <clears throat> Very cool. Um, so you're doing the motorcycle. I, I got a question. Do you, okay. So did you marry that man? No, I oh, didn't. No. I, he was only a friend and oh. it was more of like, you know, you know, hey, you want to go for a ride? And well, in order to go for a ride, I had to drive like yeah. an hour just to get there. <laughs> like, yeah, this guy was, you know, far away from me. So it was in Bellevue, Washington. I literally had to go from Tacoma all the way to Bellevue, which Bellevue traffic is on the highway 405 is like monstrous <laughs> uh, okay. not mm-hmm. to mention i was freaked out because i didn't know what kind of gear i needed i didn't know if i needed boots a jacket so i borrowed everything from a girlfriend of mine and and i kind of and then there i was <laughs> <laughs> that's cool so uh, with the traffic that's i didn't another... even end up ever going riding on the back of his bike and i you yeah. maybe <laughs> dro- rode with him one time like maybe a couple years later did he ride on the but back I bless, of your bike? bless his heart he told me my jeans would scratch his fender and I love bling. I probably had bling on the back of my pocket 
<laughs> on my jeans. I don't know, but he was, you know, he had he had a nice bike, and I yeah. don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we got to thank him, though, because he was the one that got you on two wheels and got you uh, scooting along down the tracks eventually. Absolutely. And then if it wasn't for me scooting down the racetrack on Scottsdale Road... <laughs> From one person telling me I was out of control to take it to the track, I wouldn't be a racer. I, I don't <laughs> know right. what I would be. I mean, you know, so it just goes within yourself to make sure you listen to people. And when they're talking to you, they're talking, not only are they talking at you, they're talking to you. And they're, sometimes you just have to take deep breath and actually say, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> take, take in some criticism every once in a while. That's good helps. advice right yeah. there. Yeah. So how many years have you been racing now then? Um, well, I started racing in 2006 and it took current. So I was... So 14, 15 years. Of those years. Uh-huh. And then I stopped drag racing and I took really land speed racing in 2012 by like my own team on a BMW S1000RR, which I love that bike. Um, <laughs> and that bike... I- I had two records previous on a panhead. Um, I rode for Keith Ball at Bikernet.com. He's in California. And so he said, hey, if I build this bike, will you race it for me? And I'm like, yes. He goes, I'm going to build <laughs> this Harley up. Davidson. It's going to go 200 miles per hour. Great. He built the bike the next year. I rode it. I went to go hit the nitrous button. And he and they zip-tied it. <laughs> <laughs> They had a little zip tie action on it (laughs) and the nitrous button went right underneath the handlebar and there went my top speed. I squeezed out 161 miles per hour, but if it wasn't for that darn button, I would have been faster. (laughs) Darn zip ties. Yeah. But that darn panhead was something else. Let me tell you, it was was a stretch limo I had to strap on to like, it was a huge long bike that was sitting laying down like a top fuel bike, oh, wow. I guess you could say. Oh, wow. That's impressive, so, actually. I couldn't move the handlebars to even sit up as a normal rider. <laughs> I had to wait till somebody got there to help me hold up, like literally yeah. turn off the engine and literally like take my hands off. So, yeah, that was interesting. Wow. But it was a great bike and it was very challenging. You know, all the all the bikes that I have rode have challenged me so much mentally, you know, physically. And so I, I really think all those challenges that I've done in the past have really made me to the rider that I am. Absolutely. I mean, bikes are kind of crazy. I mean, it, we're, we do, <laughs> we do rock crawling. So, you know, we do the opposite of you. We try and see how as slow as we can go, right? Slow and boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom to a rock. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're doing it, you know, on four wheels and, you know, sometimes with a cage around us, it's, it's a lot to think about, but it's, it's not so much of a coordination thing on a bike going that fast. You have to be able to have on the spot coordination, awareness of everything going on with not just you, but the bike at any given nanosecond. Um, and not just know how to think through how to get through a situation, but react almost without thinking, right? Because you don't have time to think. Mm-hmm. It has to be very natural when yeah. you think. Yeah. Two wheels. And with me now, I'm not no longer on a sit-on bike. I am enclosed. 
where I'm totally strapped in in a fire suit on the bike and in the car. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I have two teams that I'm racing for. I have a bike and I have a car. And in the bike, I not like in a normal bike, a sit-on bike, you can actually lean when you feel the wind pushing uh-huh. your bike to the left. You can actually, you know, dig in with your with your knees and you know with your feet. You can kind of do the lean over yeah. one, a once over. In a streamliner, you don't feel the air. You don't know when it's coming. You don't know when the air, the wind. Mm-hmm. You don't know when it's all coming, and you don't know when it's going to hit you until I'm controlling a 25 foot vehicle in the front, right under close to the front tire. But I have to control that engine back there. The yeah. bike streamliner is only 1600 pounds. Very light. However, it's very, you know, it's, it's pleasant. It, it's perfect weight for what we need to do to go really super fast. But I don't feel the wind. I can't lean into it. I have to counter steer with my joysticks in each palm of my hand. So a very different organization inside what you know on at the throat, everything what you know on that and learn how to ride sticks, two sticks sticks and streamlines. Wow. And to balance yourself. Yeah, I I had a couple oopsies, but that was not even under power. I didn't have, you know, it it was just being tugged (laughs) Uh Uh, up to a little bit of a speed because I have to be pulled with a tow rope to get up to 50 miles per hour because we have really long, tall gears. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, talking about um, with that being said, compared to the bike, compared to the streamliner car that I'm racing in Australia, that car weighs almost 9,000 pounds. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah, with two like big old heavy. Dodge Hemi engines in it. and uh, Two um, of them. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. of them and everything else in that car. Um, but yeah, you talked a little bit about the, the tall gears and that was one thing that really stuck out to me as I was kind of reading over the I specs have four on four gears. <laughs> you have four gears and they're, they're not, they're not listed out in terms of ratios that you would normally see gears listed in. <laughs> they're listed in terms of miles per hour. <laughs> so yes. your, your bike's uh, first gear is listed at 190 miles an hour. Ish. Yeah. Ish. And then <laughs> your second, that's it. Only yeah, first gear, only 190 ish. Yeah. Second gear is listed at 285 miles per hour. Ish. That's about right. Third, Ish. third gear is listed around 325 miles per hour. And then fourth is 350 plus. That's yes. crazy. 350 plus only into a crash because I crashed at 363 miles per hour in uh, Australia two years ago on March 18th. Wow. Oh, Was that the, the, the red one? That was the red bike. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there's a That's video of that out yeah. there. The red bike is a very um, not put together, but the red bike is now being rebuilt, and we are rebuilding it. We're going to go back out there, and we're going to go, you know, pick up our chins and take our snot, go somewhere else, and we're going <laughs> back to the racetrack this year with it because wow. it's it's getting really nice and close. It's not doesn't have all the guts inside, but the carbon fiber mm-hmm. is. Um, together now nice. so a uh, composite um has really taken care of us because uh, we're com- you know the composite is the it's an important thing it's it's all it, your aerodynamics it's, sh- it's and our shell and everything. yeah <laughs> 
and the bike when I did crash it, it it's totally saved our life, my life. Yeah. Oh, it looked you it know? was it was a pretty gnarly crash. We watched the video of it. Um you you essentially did like a backward somersault through the air. <laughs> landed on the the cockpit essentially with the cockpit lid off. Yeah, the yeah, he was already <laughs> yeah, gone. I saw that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you skid, you slid on the ground on the side for a mile, was it? Absolutely. Oh yes. my God, that's crazy. <laughs> so just so you know that, you know, the, you know, like a fingernail polish, <laughs> uh-huh. well, the owner, Dennis Manning took, uh, uh, he saw some lady have, uh, Maybelline juicy tomato nail polish on her nails. And mm-hmm. he said, that's a color red. I want to paint my bike. Nice. <laughs> so I left. I left a whole big mile and, and then some of juicy tomato red <laughs> of Maybelline on the racetrack. Wow! <laughs> Dang, that's funny. But you know, our composite envisions is is a company that supplies all of our. It's it's a Monaco cockpit, you know, and frame, and that's that's we don't have, you know, like a frame in a car, you yeah. know. It's essentially it's almost like a. Kind of almost the a, a unit. is the frame. <laughs> yeah, every, it's all built into everything, almost like um, from head to toe. Yeah, exactly. I um, do have a above me that actually probably saved my life as well, but still, that composite is 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 geez. really mm-hmm. it's thick. Yeah. It's hard. It's sturdy. It's it saved my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad it did. I don't think anybody's ever walked away on a motorcycle at 363 miles per hour. Hey, there you go. You got another record. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to create one now. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So, cool. So, you've been through motorcycles. You've been racing for about 14, 15 years. Um, You have all these really cool accolades, some really big accomplishments. You're you're kind of building this legacy for yourself, um, which is a really awesome legacy. And... Coming into Australia and uh, getting into this world record attempt and getting for, what'd you say, 460 miles per hour is the goal? No, the, the goal is um, to go at least four, 420. 420 miles per hour. But the, the world record is 415, but I have to go past 1% of 415, so take along six miles per hour. I gotcha. Um, cause that, that was going to be my other question is how, I mean, what's the, the limit? Can you go for 16, but apparently you need to go at least four twenty four twenty one. So, Oh yeah. So, uh, well, mm-hmm. just so you know, is the name of the car is called target five fifty. Yes. That's what we're going to I'm gonna not going to say any mile per hour or <laughs> kilometers cause I'm not going 550 kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> I will go. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready. But I, I mean, I've never been you know, like in a car at 350 miles per hour. So I, I at least need to get over 300 in the car to make a test run. Uh-huh. Obviously I do. Um, and then, um, after that, you know, 425, I mean, uh, no, I'm sorry for uh, 325, 350. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new ball game. You know, it's like how steep is that hill? Like mm-hmm. and four wheels when you're doing your thing, and, you know, like now I see why you have snail trail four by four because yeah. you have to snail. <laughs> you, you're very slow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a complete opposite, but I do have a lot of patience inside the cockpit and it is very slow 
Like it is extremely slow in the cockpit. Well, I can imagine with how much adrenaline you have going. Like, um, that's it, why I always cheer, and that's why I always <laughs> like, woo, ah, and, I, and I clap, 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 and then all of a sudden, it's like calm, cool, collective. It's like my eyes are this wide. Yeah, and it's like, your eyes are jacked in some of those videos. They in are the, in the cockpit. It's crazy. <laughs> Makeup is three hundred twenty-eight miles per hour proof. Maybelline. <laughs> oh, that's great. That'd be a great sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Maybelline's listening, I don't know if they listen to too many off-roading podcasts, but um, we well, might have should. some hookups. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get you something there. <laughs> um, so how? what are all the parts that need to kind of come together between now and the attempted runs um, in order to help you be successful and get this record? Um, well, I need to make it there safe and successful <laughs> yeah, with step one. coronavirus virus. And everything going on, and hopefully Donald Trump doesn't say that you can't fly to Australia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, th- that's my first h- hurdle Yeah, is all of this. So when I get there, everything is going to be cool, calm. I've, I've done it before. I've been there before. Um, I know the lay of the land. I- I'm with a new team, but I've already experienced. I'm at, you know, s- experienced how everything's going to run. Uh, previous so um in a couple of events so you know the preparation for me is just to to get there yeah <laughs> you know i've already done all the preparation i'm still preparing i'm still packing i'm like i'm a hot mess <laughs> uh-huh. with everything going on i'm still waiting i got monday's mail i i'm waiting for the last day just like we're all racers and we know what it's like mm-hmm. i might even have a package on tuesday i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but i literally have to pack you know, a lot of things to get there. And I have to pack my own toilet. Who's going <laughs> to give me the toilet paper while I'm there? There's not going to be any. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang. Bring yeah, lots you, of wet wipes. I, mean, heck, I yeah. went to the grocery <laughs> store <laughs> yesterday and the old toilet paper row is gone. I'm like, <laughs> okay. It's yeah, a good thing I don't need any. <laughs> come on, people. All you people buying up all the toilet paper are keeping Valerie from having that peace of mind in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> down um, under <laughs> I know right um, so talk a little bit about your team because I know that you know we've talked with a, a few different racers gotten to do some fun interviews with racers in the ultra four world um, and and they're all they all say the same thing that it is a huge huge thing to have a solid awesome team behind them um, absolutely the how- confidence the confidence mm-hmm. that you have in your team and the confidence only showcases directly through your confidence in your machine of that you race the the performance so yeah. the performance of them the performance of me all the prep that they've done and we all come together and be one yeah you know i have the front row seat to history they don't because yeah. they're not in the cockpit but they have prepared the front row seat for me wow, you know yeah is there to is, do what I do? Mm-hmm. Is there anything when you say when you get a record for something? Is there an official record or file kept somewhere that says everybody that put that work into that car, who your team is, who are the people behind the curtains, or is it just Absolutely. you? I mean, I mean, well, my name gets in the record books, mm-hmm. you know, as my name as the driver, Absolutely. but you know, all of our sponsors are listed. 
um, and all of the, the team name, the team mm-hmm. owner. I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. it, it, there's all that research of who's who in, in all of this. Cause, you know, without the team, you know, there's no I in team. There is a team with, with Valerie. However, <laughs> there is no I. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. I'm the only one that's in the cockpit, but what they've prepared and, you know, it's yeah. all them, not me. I'm, I'm just the one that has the balls to go do it. And I'm <laughs> right. the chosen one. <laughs> I, say, I don't know if I would have the balls to go do that. That's sorry crazy. for saying that, but <laughs> I'm just, the, you know, I'm, I, it takes very unique people wanting to mm-hmm. do this. Like, you know, you can race and drag race and I love the thrill of drag racing. I love the thrill of acceleration and, and you know, the acceleration is monstrous. It's so fun, yeah. but it's over so quick. Yeah. But let me tell you, when I'm in that cockpit and I'm going 12, I'm going 10 and I'm like, is this over? Do I, I'm like, please, I want it. (laughs) It feels like it's the longest hour inside, but it's really 18 seconds or or more inside. Yeah, I was going to um, hit a little bit on uh, Drag Race to just kind of bring this up for comparison. But, um, you know, funny cars, they go a quarter mile in five to six seconds and hit speeds of in excess of 300 miles per hour. Um, have you ever done funny car racing before? How does that compare to what you're currently mm-hmm. doing with top speed stuff? Well, um, like all the ra- the bikes that I have raced has actually prepared me for doing what I'm doing now. And, and I feel that in my heart. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I have drag raced on the, I've had a short stint into the NHRA. I've, I've entered four races on a pro stock motorcycle. And let me tell you, that will put you behind quick if you don't do all the right techniques of, you know, going forward with in the back of the bike, you're going to get left behind. And there's video of me learning how to ride (laughs) a pro stock motorcycle because it's literally over three G force full throttle, dump the clutch and down the racetrack. I go. So, I mean, there's, it, it's a lot, you there's know. I mean, I'm sure there's definitely a ton of of skill and technique that goes into. I, there's a ton of skill and yeah. technique, and you know, I, I I never mastered it enough to where I got good at it, like like really good at it. And that's one of the regrets that I have of not like going back into it and not, mm. you know, um, you know, going for it, but. You can't do it without sponsors. You can't yeah. do it without financial support. Well, yeah. And I can't financially support my own. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's hit on that real quick because um, we know and, and everybody else knows, you know, there's the, always the the added joke out there about how do you become uh, a millionaire racing and it's you start out being a billionaire and uh, <laughs> no, you start out broke before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do you how do you fund these world record attempts because they're not cheap. I mean, they're, they're once you, like you said, there's kind of like a, a steep exponential climb. Once you hit a certain point to get past that mm-hmm. point takes so much more money and effort for what you're doing. How do you, how do you yes. pull all that together? Well, the faster you want to go, the faster you go, it costs money. Yeah. As we all know. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't have anybody helping me obtain sponsorship. So I have had in the past and they've done nothing but crush my heart and take my and and just walk, uh, you know. So 
I sponsored them. Their, their name should not be on my bike or mentioned with me, but you know, I've had a lot of jerks in my life that have come by say, I can do this and I can do that. And you can be on the stage of the New York ball dropping da 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 extravaganza. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've had a lot of smoke blown up my skirt. Unfortunately, I don't race with a skirt. I race in a fire suit <laughs> and I'm tired of being smoke blame, being blown up mm-hmm. my fire suit. You know, like yeah. I've had some really bad people that have had happen across my path and like all racers kind of have been through all this you know the you know not only do we go through scrutiny of being a racer and being criticized for the way we look and our hair and our our makeup just kidding (laughs) um but you know like what we do at the racetrack we're you know it's like completely like you are under a microscope and when you have people that reach out to you say that you can you know buy new york city with my of how I'm going to sponsor, how I'm going to find the funding for you. It's not true. It's not legitimately true. Like, and so I do what I can with the help that I have. I have a, a, a help, Eric Studer. He's helped me. He's been with 10 years almost now. And, and he's the one that writes my press releases. And so, you know, he's been my rock and, and his wife, Cindy too, has been so awesome. And, but, Okay, getting back to the sponsor stuff, it it's hard, you know, being yeah. in a, a female and going really fast. Like it, like it, it doesn't help me. Like it doesn't help me if I was fat, skinny, or chubby, or whatever. It doesn't. Nothing helps me. It's just that I have to put my name out there. I have to approach them, and I'm the one that has to do it. Well, yeah, you're. Amongst- that's a that's a an interesting point because you are the only female in the world's top ten fastest motorcycle racers. So you're you're the only name up there. Um, so you've put in the hard work and the effort um, to to make a name for yourself, build this legacy, right, and have this really mm-hmm. cool story. Um, yeah, and uh, and to still kind of be struggling to. And get funds together and make this awesome stuff happen. Um, is I make it look really good. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> um, and I make so, it look easy. Yeah, and so. it, it's it, you're. I can tell just from talking with Perry about you, from us talking with you, um, getting ready for this interview and everything. You have so many things going on, um, and how you kind of put it all together logistically and keep it all together is extremely impressive i will say um you know i know that you know racers some of them put a huge value on their sponsors and some of them are just kind of like yeah i'm just reaching out to every single sponsor to see who's going to give me money so i can keep racing no and, I, I don't reach out to every single person yeah. every single person won't be a good fit for me and exactly. i have to have a good fit you know if the glove don't fit, you yeah. can't acquit, right? Or something like that. Whatever it is. <laughs> but you have to have a good fit. It's a partnership. It's a lifetime. Like, I have sponsors that have been with me from, you know, day one. However, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've, we, you know, they've, they've been a, away and they come back. They've been away. They come back. And, but still, it's like their names are going to be in the record books forever. They'll never go away. Yeah. And, I won't go away. I'll, I'll get like somebody might break my record once I break the 415 mile per hour record. <laughs> Thank you, Tom Berkland. You <laughs> increased mile per hour in 2008, but it's time now to replace a new number and uh-huh. be a little more comfortable. But you know, for sponsors to be a part of history, 
it's hard to put a price tag on it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get sponsors. It's hard to have people believe in you. It's hard to have people, you know, even friends. And so I've created my GoFundMe page. And, you know, that's been a great help to help. I mean, heck, I bought my Hans device. It's bought, you know, like my, my top and my bottoms. I mean, it's bought miscellaneous things. Yeah. You know, it's helping with my travel expenses, the rental car, this, that, the other, and my my one bedroom loft that I have <laughs> with rattlesnakes. I don't know. I'm definitely afraid of rattlesnakes, yeah. but you give me a snail and I'll uh, I'll cherish that snail. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you give me a rattles or a snake, I will want to cut it up. Throw it out the window. Yeah. Um, no, that's really cool because I think that the, it's a really cool time for women in in history right now, and especially in the automotive industry. It seems like left and right we're seeing uh, more women coming to the limelight, uh, the spotlight uh, for what they're doing, the accomplishments, the accolades that they've been working on and being able to attain. Um, so I know that in the automotive, at least in the off-roading industry, um, mm. seeing a, a strong woman do the, the kind of crazy stuff you do and uh, excel at it and build this legacy is really cool. And I know a lot of off-roaders really appreciate it. Um, I hope that that's translating into the, the, the money and funding side for it because it's really cool to see you and support you and do the things that you do. Um, and just because I know that I wouldn't do it. So <laughs> if, if I can kind of yes, live vicariously, yes, I, I would, you'll <laughs> not catch me going 420 miles an hour. Um, I would do it. Jimmy will do it for I us. There it. we Thank go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't, I can't tell you how many speeding tickets I've had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but to be able to kind of live vicariously through you almost is, is super freaking cool and amazing. So. Um, you know, who are just to get help your sponsors out and give them that shout out. Who are some of those sponsors that you said, you know, are you have that good partnership with the people that, you know, if, if any of us are looking for, um, certain things in the automotive industry, who can, who would you recommend that we can go to to find those kind of things? Well, you know, the, the support that I have is like, so I'm so grateful for what I have. I'm so grateful for all the people and, and, and my fans that have actually, you know, I'm 100%, you know, that helps so much, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but the real, the real side of it is to carry out a sponsor, to have a sponsor and to have a partnership for many, many years or two years, three years, you know, Vision Wheel is Discount Tires, largest wheel provider. You probably know Vision Wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they are, they do and they're a part of what, um, what you do. Um, you know, they have been. Uh, a part of my journey, um, on and off. And unfortunately this year I didn't make the cut for it. Um, you know, I'm a one man band and I was a little late on getting my information and reaching back out and touching back out. And, you know, it's like, there's so much, but, um, to do on a race team. And if I had more help, I probably would be like a total rock star. <laughs> rock star might sponsor me, but you know, <laughs> I know the marketing guy from Rockstar. He's uh-huh. a good friend of mine and he lives here in Arizona. And, you know, he did say that he was going to help me get one of the seats on one of these vehicles. And I'm like, okay, Jordan, let's see. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really hope I can get into the, uh, that. But, uh, best line racing 
has definitely, you know, came on board this year. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm really hoping that we continue a relationship for many more years. And, you know, after that, I really want to retire. <laughs> like, I want to retire at 400 miles per hour. Yeah. Ish. Yes. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> that's Ish. only, and that's only, you know, third or fourth gear. So, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and I got other, uh, I got a tequila brand. It's Corsell tequila. Like, nice. like what field do I run? I run tequila. Corsell yeah. <laughs> yeah. tequila here in the valley, life in Paradise Valley. I live in Paradise Valley, Arizona. It's a little city. It's a little, a uh, little community and they have a magazine with all the people to get to know your neighbors and to get to know people in, um, in our community. So they came on board. I have the dirty dog. I don't know if you ever heard of the dirty dog, but uh-uh. it's a fun bar. You know, um, I got cars and capital markets. I got speed pro. I got Sedona water. Have you heard of Sedona I've water? Heard of Sedona water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yep. my God. The best water in the whole entire world. <laughs> nice. That's you know, really Stan cool. 21 is, uh, you know, helped me with, you know, support on my race gear. You know, I got my Stilo helmet, like love my Stilo helmet. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, the, how do people, you said you have a GoFundMe as well to kind of get more crowdsourcing. If people want to just donate to you to help, uh, help yeah. the cause and help you get through Australia and, and help your my future adrenaline. endeavors. Help your adrenaline. <laughs> get through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead sure. of drinking the Corsell tequila, uh, or, you know, hey, I might be starting to drink Best Line Racing Fuel additive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever I need to do to make it go fast. Just like the world's fastest Indian. He took a little pill for his heart. Yeah. Well, I might have to take something for that. <laughs> Call that's my a heart great, now. That's a great story. Yeah. Yes. And our Rockets and Titans movie, we want to, we want to have that. Like, I watched the world's fastest Indian. Mm -hmm. And it's inspired me just not only through racing, through the world of racing, it's inspired me to do like not give up my journey, whatever that might be. And it's just inspired, inspirational. And I, now that I have a voice in land speed racing and, or just racing, I now have a voice. So now I have a voice and it's going to be told through the rocket and Titans movie. And, you know, hopefully it comes out this year. Um, you know, they were just here with us uh, last weekend. Like I had an 11 hour interview, like sitting <laughs> wow. there and talking to them <laughs> from the, um, you know, my mom, you know, passing away while I was, you know, like in Australia and all the things that we go through of our normal life, my dog's passing. Mm-hmm. Like it really brought me back into a very emotional, I'm an emotional person anyways, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I, my emotions are, you know, on the racetrack as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, get mad at yourself you get beat up you beat yourself up for not shifting on time or shifting earlier like it could have went 20 more miles per hour faster if i wouldn't have shifted early <laughs> or, or you could have gone you know 50 or 60 miles an hour faster if you didn't have a, a nitrous button zip tied to your handlebar <laughs> thank you keith yeah thanks keith. <laughs> <laughs> but no, hey it was trial and error everything mm-hmm. was a trial and everything was an error that you know some things but you know, it's like those things you'll never forget. And that's yeah. what makes your journey very special, very unique. Not everybody ties, you know, does a tie down, uh, a tie on your metal that right. can move around. You would never think of it. Like, yeah. 
could never move because it's so tight. Yeah. No, that's crazy. The, um, but I mean, your adrenaline going through when you're trying to push down on that button, too, you know. Yeah, but, and not only is that, I mean, it wasn't their yeah. fault. It was just that it was bumpy. You right. know, it's not a clean, it's, it's what Mother Nature gives us. And yeah. we, they do prepare, do make it nice and smooth. And like your rocks, like you don't have a perfect rock. You have to think through that rock. You there's there's a lot of mind, uh, yeah. you know. There's a lot of things that go through. Yeah, I do this with the tire, and I go like two miles per hour or thirty per hour. Mm-hmm. Is there such thing? Yeah. yeah. And, you yeah. know, it's like you have to. There's a lot of calculation thinking. Definitely. Yeah. Can you can you in um, regards of that? Can you talk to us a little bit about the difference between driving on asphalt and driving on the salt? Absolutely. The 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 asphalt is nice it's all prepared it's you know sometimes there might be a little dust when you put your brakes on it mm-hmm. and you know you do a little but on the salt the salt is like there's no traction there's no traction control like in the streamliner car that i'm racing in australia i have no suspension like i'll be going like this really my helmet yeah, okay. will be going all over the place <laughs> but i'm safe i got my hans device on and you know i I'm okay, but, you know, if my helmet gets hit multiple times on top of a bar, it's going to take my my vision away, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, there, it's not 100% um, flat. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'd be a little bumpy, but um, that's just my case, so. Yeah, I heard that um, it takes a lot more horsepower and a lot more um, just speed in general to get to go fast. Because yeah. you, there is no traction. You're pretty much peeling out almost the whole entire time. Yeah, you're peeling out. You're like <laughs> spinning the tires. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people said WS 1000RR and they said, I could do that 200 miles per hour on the street on the highway all day long on my Hayabusa Suzuki. We'll go for it. Yeah, right. this you is know, a fine, very different you. story like, here. Okay, yeah. and... <laughs> Take it to the salt and let me see what it what what it's what you feel like when you leave the starting line. You can feel every heartbeat on that starting line that has gone mm-hmm. down that racetrack, and every heartbeat that's been down that racetrack, like you will be a, a new man, uh-huh. like a complete new person, complete man or woman. I, I don't you know it doesn't matter man or woman because the bike won't know or the car don't know if it's a man or a woman yeah, so doesn't, doesn't know doesn't i'm not going to be yeah. judgy on it but <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> yeah um the i want to talk a little bit about the the target 550 streamliner um so this the car you're going to be running in australia here it's uh it's weight is like you said it's almost 9000 pounds with me in it with you in it okay and then <laughs> It's 43 feet long. It's three feet wide and three and a half feet tall. So you're, you're, you're in a nice tight enclosed little space there. <laughs> yes. Wow. I, I even have a seat out and they poured the seat to mold me in it. Um, wow. and, um, Taylor performance, uh, you know, came out, Mike, he came out and he, He's a master at doing what he does, and I can't wait for him to pour the new seat in the Streamliner bike when it's ready because uh, we've pulled multiple seats for me um, in the Streamliner bike. But mm-hmm. let me tell you, that that I have a great seat 
to history. Front row seat to history. Yeah. Do they ever going to put those uh, seats? Because you're in the the Sturgis Hall of Fame, right? That's what I we am. Mm-hmm. I was inducted into the Sturgis Hall of Fame in 2018 by one of my first sponsors, Jesse Jerns. From Legend Air Ride Suspension. Oh, that's so cool. Back in the old days, mm-hmm. like Legend Air Ride Suspension was the bomb. It was like, it was that, it, you know, like how those cars on four wheels would be like, whoop, whoop, and, you know, bouncing on all two the wheels place. Yeah. this way and that way. <laughs> well, he had and came up with this suspension, and you can hit a button, and the suspension on the bike would go up or it would go down. Huh. And when you, Parked your bike, and I have it in my now as we speak. And when I park my bike, I lower it down so it looks like so low, and pro- the profile looks nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like, that looks nice. <laughs> nice. So what did anyway? So what did you get abducted into the the hall of the Sturgis Hall of Fame for? Was it any particular one thing, or was it just an accumulation of everything you've done so far? I think it was an accumulation of everything mm. I've done. Because like I said, he did sponsor me, and, and he's a Sturgis Hall of Famer. And he saw how hard lately that I've been working on my my uh, racing, you know, my journey. And, yeah. uh, you know, when I crashed, it it made CNN news. It made mm-hmm. it HLN made news. news. It yeah. made news <laughs> everywhere. And so I was everywhere with that, you know. I walked away from it. I was a lucky person to, you know, walk away and, you know, and there's other people that haven't been that lucky that, that have gone on a streamliner bike that have gone less than 200. They weren't so lucky. They passed away, you know, and, you know, then we have Jessie. She passed away at going enormous speeds of 500 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. That's like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy what you guys do, and that, like you said earlier, the balls you have to <laughs> to get in these vehicles. They're not and balls, do this. they're testicles. <laughs> they're <Yeah>. testicles. <laughs> they're breasticles. Breasticles. There you go. Breasticles. Nice. That's funny. They're breasticles. Get it so, right. I love it. How did you go from the Target 550 Streamliner to um, Sturgis? I, w- I want to hear that connection, Tyler. Uh, from from you. You just jumped from going from the Target 550 Streamliner talking about how much the seat and the how much weight it is, oh, and you be- went to Sturgis. Yes, because she was talking about her molded seats, and I was curious if any of your molded seats are going to be featured in your Hall of Fame. They're, you're, if they're, you have a oh. display or anything, because I think that would be pretty fun. That'd yeah. be funny. <laughs> so. Well, no, but um, <laughs> I guess that would be up to the Hall of Fame, the Sturgis Hall of Fame yeah. <laughs> yeah. people, but... Um, and another thing I want to add to um, our seat is that we, when when we did the pour and we did the layout, and there's a fireman that a former fireman from Portland that is on our team as well, and um, he he thought, came up with this creation. You know, like safety equipment is always 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 going. It's it's yeah. it's like how can we be better in safety? How can we, you know, we we build streamliners for safety and speed yeah. or safety first speed second you know and he put these little hooks the seat or that's sewn into the seat so if i had to be removed i can oh. be removed from the seat all he has to do is pull the red handles on the side of my seat and kind of they just pull me out Pop like you out. Yeah. i've already been there once before laying on the side <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
after sliding for a bit. So I know what it feels like. I mean, I wasn't able to get out of it. You know, I mean, I could have got out of it, but I said, here, here they come. I'm just going to let yeah. them do their job. And my job is already done. I'm just going to sit here and relax. Yeah. <laughs> take take a big breath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, can we also, so let's go and talk about the, um, the streamliner a little bit more. You've got two, Hemi Dodge motors inside of there. I do. And they're in parallel. Uh, so one's going into the other. You also have two transmissions. Do you know much about how those are connected? Um, yeah, they're connected very well, but one <laughs> runs the front engine, one runs the back engine. <laughs> oh, they're often. Yeah. <laughs> and they all meet in the middle somewhere. Yes, somewhere. <laughs> wow. So each of those engines, they're running 2,500 horsepower each is that correct do so you have a correct you're running 5000 horsepower in that thing to wow <clears throat> and you and you blew up both of them <laughs> and you know what when it did blow up mm-hmm. it was the weirdest and the and and the thing was is that when i heard it and felt it i didn't hear anything all i felt was a big poof Huh. It was so gentle. It was so it, you would think that blowing up engines would be like monstrous, yeah. And the ex, you know with all that acceleration, but no, the engine actually just went. Poof. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Whenever I think of an engine blowing up, I, you know, we've seen videos. You want to? You hear a loud like top fuel yeah, racer, bang, yeah, bang and yeah. fire and, <laughs> and and and. You know, I, yeah, did I put oil on the racetrack? Yes. Do we have kitty litter to help it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some spill kits. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, cool. So your um, Rockets and Titans, uh, getting back to your movie here, because that's going to be, yeah. I'm excited to see that movie, kind of learn more about your background, because we only get 45 minutes to an hour here with you. Um, and, and they've had, you know, a lot more time. So I'm really excited to watch the movie. <laughs> They're going to be down in Australia filming while you're making the attempt. Is that correct? No, they won't be there. Oh, okay. I know. So I know. Okay. All right. Well, we'll they're just have going to, to be busy wrapping it. up the movie. Yeah. I mean, the movie really is. I mean, the team on two wheels with Valerie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we're, we're focused on you know the world record of 376 miles per hour for the bike. Okay. Rocky Robinson currently owns the record and he's owned it for since 2008 too. Wow. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, it's, it's due. He's it's, one of my competitors. And if, and if you know Guy Martin, Guy Martin, he's, you know, had his feet wet in a um, streamliner too. Guy Martin is like, you know, extraordinary Island Man TT racer and extraordinary mm-hmm. racer that's, mm-hmm. You know, he lives in, in uh, I, I believe, UK. I'm not sure where he lives right now. But, you know, he's 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 got pretty, uh, he's got a lot of awards and accomplishments under his belt. He is, everybody says Guy Martin. It's like, ooh, Guy Martin. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> like Danica Patrick. <laughs> woo. Yeah. It's like Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Tony so- Stewart. You know, it's <laughs> like. Valerie Thompson, yeah, she's that chick who goes fast. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> she goes very fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so are, is essentially all the filming for that movie pretty much done, and they're just going into production now, yes. so it should be out this year? Yes. They 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 did a wrap-up here at the house. Mm-hmm. Got my dogs. They got Ray <laughs> and I, my, my husband, riding our, our, our street bikes. Um, 
They've got me going back to my day, back in my days when I was a child and, you know, all the way to fast forward where I'm at, you know, currently. Uh-huh. And, you know, um, so, you know, I wouldn't be pausing. I wouldn't be on four wheels, you know, right now if I hadn't have crashed. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess I, I do love the four wheel thunder. I do love <laughs> this four wheels. I really like it. And it really, opened up my, you know, my racing, like, world of thinking, I could do some off-road racing. I could do that. Like, we'll, have, we'll have to get you down to block. some some Ultra 4 races or some Baja races or something with a trophy truck it's or a spec real truck. something small, or, but, you know, yeah. it will probably give me a heart attack. But you know what? Like, when you're <laughs> in a panic mode, like, saying, I can't climb up that rock. I can't climb up that hill. Like, yes, you can. Absolutely. Yeah. One, one, one step. It's like me. I have to take one quarter mile, one mile at a time. You know, it's like. Yeah. Well, we have some good buddies there in Arizona near you that do a lot of really cool uh, rock crawling there in the Arizona canyons. Um, So we may have to hook you guys together and you can go out on a weekend. I got the rice right right (laughs) gear. (laughs) Exactly. You got all the safety gear, so you'll be good. Um so cool. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Any shout outs to people that you wanted to mention? Any other sponsors you want to mention before we kind of wrap up and close up here so you can get back to um, <laughs> trying to get out of the country here? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Um, you know, I have to thank Perry Anderson, you know, from Best Line Racing. You know, he's really, yeah, he wears his heart on his sleeve in what he does and he believes in his product. He is the product. He, lives, eats, sleeps, breathes product, you know, and he was a huge contributor to, you know, hopefully I'll get to Australia. And I, (laughs) you know, I just, I just want to thank him, you know, a a lot for everything he's done and open up some new worlds. Maybe you just never know what, Mm -hmm. you know, new sponsors, when they come into your life, what, but, but it could be now I could be racing with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) That could be fun. I could be yeah, you'll, dot com. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to come out here sometime. We'll get you through, uh, take you through four dice in the Rubicon. Talk about some beautiful scenery and rock crawling. So, yeah. Just don't give me a heart attack because I barely passed my test. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> don't worry. We go maybe a mile an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Are we there yet? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You'll be asking that the whole time. Are we there yet? Are we done yet? Yeah. Are we there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So cool. If people want to learn more about you, we're going to put all the links, you know, down below in the show notes for everybody too, especially including your GoFundMe um, and other stuff. But where could people, where are some of the, the, the universal place people can find you? Like maybe website, social media, stuff like that. Yeah. So my website is ValerieThompsonRacing.com and it'll have, and it'll provide you with all the necessary click buttons for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. And, and, and so, and, and also on my sponsor page, which I've, I, my website is continuously every time I turn around, I have to add, 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 and, <laughs> you know, trying to make that thing go like, that's a job in itself. Yeah. Well, you're doing so many freaking amazing, cool things and, and the, the ability to be linked to your fans nowadays and, um, always being updated contact and stay in contact so with them. Great. It's such mm-hmm. a cool thing. But yeah, you're right. It does take a lot of work, especially when you're as busy as you are doing as many, uh, you know, 
of these record setting things that you're doing. Um, it takes, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of passion. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things we've learned to hear from you today is that you just have a ton of passion for going fast and doing these really cool things and building this legacy that is Valerie Thompson. Um, so it's really yes. cool to be able to sit down with you and chat with you about this passion that you have and share it with all of our listeners out there. Um, so yeah, that's, I just want to say thank you. It's a really cool, really cool thing for you to do. Take, you know, even just an hour, as we found out today, maybe a little bit longer than an hour, <laughs> um, to out of your super busy schedule to, to do this. So thank you from us. Thank you a lot. Yeah. You're very, very welcome. And, and thank you for, um, helping me get this thing, laptop stuff connected and, yeah. and thank you, <laughs> snailtrail4x4.com. I'm coming at you live. Yeah. <laughs> Valerie yeah, Thompson sure. checking out. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we're out. No, um, so yeah, and that's at really the cool. wrap. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's cool. Uh, do you have any final words for everybody out there? We always kind of do this thing where where we like to give people the final words, and it could be anything. It could be words of advice. It could just be like ice cream, or, or what's your favorite flavor ice cream, or whatever you whatever is on your mind. What do you want to share with everybody? Is your final your my final, final say? Yeah, like my final exit would, yeah. would be that I was a success by accident and listening the first key to to you know like like dreams and following your dreams is the first key to following your dreams is never accept no for an answer and know that you're gonna struggle you're gonna have hard times you're gonna have to work hard and if it's something that you love the struggle is easy if you have the passion for what you do it's contagious so you know, totally. I'm contagious, not with a cornice vi- cornice <laughs> virus, but I'm contagious. My passion for what I do and I love is is contagious. And uh, when I can, you know, when I see another racer and I and I go and approach them and and chat with them and you know, how'd you get here? Like Sam Wheeler, you know, he's the late Sam Wheeler. He passed away. At, you know, he's been 353 miles per hour and he passed away at less than. 200 miles per hour in the streamliner. He was one of my, uh, when I started racing in the streamliner, the Bub 7 bike uh, with Dennis Manning, John Jan team. He was one of my competitors like Rocky Robinson and Guy Martin. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like he, you know, unfortunately passed and his little coin that he gave me, I kept, I keep little lucky coins and little lucky rocks and it's something that somebody would give me, you know, a little girl wrote, uh, drew, drew a little um, something very nice and cute Uh and colorful, a drawing. And, you know, it's something I'll keep with me. And and before my mom passed away, she says, I said to her in the hospital, she had died of uh, lung cancer, stage four, you know, lung cancer. And the cancer just spread to her whole body. And I said, Mom, can you write down how fast I'm going to go? And she wrote down I was going to go 380 miles per hour. Uh, wow. You know, so it's like those little things. So I took a photocopy and put a little, you know, uh, protection um, matting over it. And those are the things that I keep with me to, you know, to race with. You know, like my friend Diva Bling, she she um, gave me a, a, a rabbit foot. Like I've never had a rabbit foot. I was <laughs> no. like, is there a do's and don'ts that you do with a rabbit foot? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I kept that rabbit foot with me. It was when I crashed, and that rabbit foot kept me alive, just like the bike and all my other safety gear. But, 
you know, it's those kinds of things that I, I, I keep in a hold heart, uh, hold to my heart. And, you know, just for those people that are struggling, know that the struggle is real and know that it's, things are going to happen. And, you know, I've had a lot of setbacks, but I've had a lot of comebacks. Yeah. You know, hashtag never give up. Hashtag never give up. I'm proven example of never up. I've, you know, I've had the pain. I've had the struggle. I've had it, but your passion, it's contagious. So listen to people, listen to what they're saying and just take in what they're saying. And really don't think of yourself being this. Think of yourself being right here with them when you're chatting with them and like, just listen. And then, okay, yes, I'm out of control. Yes, I should do that. (laughs) You know, and whatever you do, just do it from the heart. Yeah. I love it. Do it from the heart. I love it. That's a really cool message. I agree. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Jimmy, did you have any final words for everybody before we head on out here? Oh, I'm Come just on, ex- go, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm just excited <laughs> to read in the news here in the future of uh, Valerie Thompson w- beating the 420 mark. Yeah. Oh, please, no pressure, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, That's gonna I be have cool. a lot of pressure, but uh, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah. We will definitely um, get updates out to everybody. So we'll be watching and following along with your adventure here in Australia. Um, and we'll get the updates out there for everybody as well. So all the listeners... Um, we'll get the updates through podcasts, through social media, uh, and see if we can, what we can do to help you out with that as well. Um, just help get the news out there. So definitely. Um, yeah, thank you so much for everything today. It's been really cool to see your, your infectious passion for racing and what you do. Um, contagious so, passion. Contagious. There you go. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep the infection. I am not <laughs> contagious, but yeah, only right. for passion. Oh, I love passion it. and action work very well together. So excellent. I love it. So cool. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I think that just about does it. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that's a wrap. And that's a wrap. So don't forget everybody out there. Keep racing. Can I drop the mic yet? Yeah, go, go ahead. Drop <laughs> just it. Just kidding. I won't <laughs> drop it. 